Switched on on FM 104 and I'm joined by relationship coach Lisa McFarland. Hello. Hiya. Thank you very much for joining us once again. Obviously, we know that relationships are a huge part of our lives. But how do we make them a positive aspect? Because I think we do get kind of settled into them and they can turn a little uneasy sometimes, can't they? Yeah, and then resentment starts to build and then we get stressed out and it just goes round and round in circles. Mm. I mean, there's a very well-known um, lady called Esther Perel. She's an expert in this field and her famous quote is always, the quality of our relationships determines the quality of our lives. You know, when we're in a good place with our partner, when we're in a good place with our family, you know, it's good. We feel good about ourselves. We feel good about the world around us, all that sort of thing. And so it's about keeping those relationships quality, you know. How do you go about doing that then? What's the starting point for that? <laughs> <laughs> well, now, I think we've talked before about knowing what our love language is. Yeah. So it's a free test online. We go online, we find out what our love language is. And we get our partner to do the test too. And we find out what our partner's love language is. And then we try to remember to speak each other's love language. So, you know, if your partner's love language is gifts, that's about um, that's about buying little things when you're in the shop that you see that bar of chocolate or that packet of crisps that you're like, oh, you know, they love that. I'll mm-hmm. get that for them or I'll pick up the favorite dinner or that sort of stuff. And if your person's love language is words of affirmation, it's remembering to say those things when you notice, noticing the things and then saying your words. Sometimes I coach couples and they'll be like, well, I did. I, I did notice that. And I'm like, but why did you not say it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the saying it that your person wants, you know. So find out the love language and then figure out how to do healthy conflict. Tell us more about this. So healthy conflict. What exactly <laughs> is this? <laughs> OK, it's a skill that has to be learned. We're okay. not taught how to do it and we certainly don't see it. Well, maybe some of us are lucky enough to see it growing up in our houses, in our homes, our our family of origin, but I know I didn't. Um, so I would have used um, huffing, you know, so giving someone the cold shoulder. I The silent treatment, I used that in my relationship for a lot of years until um, I was informed that by a therapist that I was not no longer allowed to do that. Um, and she taught me how to do healthy conflict. And then I've read numerous books about it. And so there's a bit of a system to it. Some of the things that we shouldn't do are say the words you. So, you know, you relate and you made me feel like this and you did that. And you, when we say you all the time to our partner, especially in conflict, it pushes them backwards. We want to bring our person forward. So we want to say words like when that happened, I felt when that happened yesterday, I felt. And then our person's job is to say, OK, I can hear that. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that to make you feel like that. You know, I didn't. I didn't mean to. Make, I was. That was not my intention whatsoever. So, lots of healthy conflict is about. We're not fighting to be right. We yeah. just want to be heard. I sort of feel like we need to get better at communication because I kind of feel like if someone was to say to you straight out, "This, this, this," whatever it happens to be, that most people would be like, "Oh, I didn't realize that," or. Why didn't you say that sooner? Like, I do kind of feel like, why are we so bad at that? Mm-hmm. Well, there's lots of different styles about this. There's actually an online test. You can find out what your argument style is. But there's a lot of people who don't say anything until it's like they're ready for bursting, you know. So yeah. they're just like they keep sweeping it under the carpet, under the carpet. And then something 
totally trivial happens and the whole every everything's up in the air you know um also there can be fear bringing it up maybe you know we're having a lovely day today I didn't want to bring this up you know that sort of thing there can also be a bit of fear of like if I bring this up I know that they're going to give me the cold shoulder for the rest of the day things like that so we have to be able to say to our person you know I need to talk to you about something and I need a safe place to land so we're warning our person that we're coming in <laughs> we're coming in we're going to talk about something that might be a little bit difficult but I need a safe place to land I need for us to both be in this together and travel down the tunnel of emotions to get the repair if you do say something and it doesn't get the response that you were hoping for does that kind of mean mm-hmm. they are not your person and you know, maybe you should be reconsidering it. It maybe just means they haven't learned how to do healthy conflict okay. um, or they maybe just had a blip. Um, I was terribly late the other day. My husband was meeting me and I was terribly late and he was rightfully so, you know, sweetheart, you're like half an hour late. What mm-hmm. happened? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, well, you know, it's just very frustrating. And I said, wait for it, Louise. I said, don't feel like that. <laughs> oh, my dear goodness. Oh, my dear goodness. He just looked at me and I was like, take it back. Sorry, let's <laughs> yeah. reverse that conversation. <laughs> See, sometimes I we just say, say things. Yeah. I meant to say, I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I literally said, don't feel like that. I mean, and I've been doing this a long time. So, you know, I mean, we're going to have little blips. And I mean, the other thing is I say to people all the time, don't react when you're in the middle of the red mist. So, you know, when you are angry, frustrated, you know, let that settle a little and come to your person in a nice, calm way, saying all your words in a nice, calm, even way. And then if you find yourself getting very triggered and you find the red mist descending again, it's okay to say, can I take a break? I need 10 minutes. I just need to go for a walk. I need to go to the shower. Just need 10 minutes. Because we don't react well when our body is either, is, you know, swarmed with that sort of adrenaline and cortisol. And at least that way you're not going to say something you're going to regret or be sorry that you said. Because usually once you say something like that, it kind of starts a whole big thing that didn't really need yeah. to happen in the first place. Didn't it? So it's a so great if we can really, if we can really, so let's say, take the example of me being late. So say my husband hadn't said anything that day. And then say on, on Tuesday, I'd have been late again. And then say on Saturday, I had done something else. Then we end up in an ro- argument about pillows on the settee when it's got nothing to do with pillows on the settee so we have to get to the place in our relationship that when we something upsets us something frustrates us that we have to say I need to talk to you about something I need a safe place to land your partner is very in their rights to say can I get my dinner first because (laughs) I know I'm going to need to eat (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know can I finish this meal and then I'm I'm all yours can I can we get the kids to bed and then absolutely I'll get the kettle on and we'll talk about this another really nice thing that I like to teach couples is to have regular check-ins so things don't build up because sometimes the house is very busy and you don't get to say the things that maybe need to be said when you're trying to get the youngsters out to school or whatever um so it's about maybe on a Friday night or nice walk on a Saturday saying, you know, um, did anything happen this week that, you know, upset you or you want to talk about? Um, and not being scared about it, knowing that you have the skills to tunnel, to, to travel down that tunnel of emotion to get to repair, you know. Um, 
then questions like, you know, how did I meet your needs this week? Uh, how, when did you feel really loved this week? You know, when did maybe you feel you didn't feel that loved this week? You know, was there anything I did this week that really made you feel special? And when we ask these questions back and forward, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Are we getting better at it? Oh, please, Lord. I can't be <laughs> out here all this time. I'm not getting better at it. <laughs> I really um, hope so. It, it um, it it fills me with joy when I am coaching a couple and they'll say, so we were watching you on Instagram or we listened to your podcast or we listened to you in the video and we've been doing the da 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 and it's really helped us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get messages from people and they say, Lisa, we have never come to a session, but I just want to let you know that the stuff that you put up on Instagram has helped us so much. And I mean, so let's hope so. But we need to make it a normal thing in this wee country. In America, you can go to schools, you can go to classes about this. I think in the Netherlands, my daughter was looking about doing an exchange in the Netherlands. And she's like, Mommy, you can study love and relationships. You can do a degree in love and relationships in the Netherlands. I was like, okay, music to my ears. But we need to make (laughs) this impact here in this wee country and take away the shame and guilt of Contact someone like me or I'm not just the only one doing this, other people doing it. Um, contact somebody and say, look, we're just arguing about the same thing over and over again. It's affecting our sex life. It's affecting our communication. It's affecting our emotional connection. We need some help about this. We just need some guidance about this. You know, we're not talking about having to go to therapy or coaching for months and months. You might only need one or two se- sessions mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll fix that wee problem. Why don't do we worry, put it off? We'll up as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's the shame. Okay. It's the shame. Okay. I don't know why. We'll have to get into that some other day. But, you know, if it was a problem with your work, you would go to your line manager, you would go to somebody and say, or we'd talk to a colleague when it's a problem with our children, when it's a problem with our business. Business coaches are so common now, so common. That's all fine. But when it comes to relationships, there's still something about, Oh, have you heard about those two? They're their way to counselling. There's still something there where I want to live in a world where it's like, oh, are you two going to move in together? Do you not think you should go and get a little bit of coaching before you move in together? Mm-hmm. It really helped us. It was the best thing ever. You know, starting off on a good, got a good foot yeah. rather than waiting until the wheels fall off. This is the thing. And that's usually when people go looking for help and maybe it's too late. So. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's definitely and I'm trying to do everything I can. I'm doing the couple. <laughs> I'm all here. I also have an online course. So for people who won't, you know, won't come, mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy peasy to do that. People message me and they say, do you, does your partner have to do it with you? No, you can do it yourself. And hopefully if you learn the wee tips and tools, then they'll sort of see you developing and changing and putting new things into practice. And they'll be like, oh, this is, this is, this is it's working helping. well. Yeah. Let's sit down and do this week course together, you know? Absolutely. Um, how can people find yeah. out more information? You follow me. <laughs> you follow me on Instagram. It's relationship.coaching.ni or the website is relationshipcoachni. Um, there's books out there. I have an ebook. There's other very good books. There's a very good book called The Honeymoon Effect. Um, and we just, we just Google things. Simple thing. People message me all the time and they'll say, we just put in conflict in, on the Instagram. We found you, you know. Um, I mean, resentment, stress, building up, you know, it affects our sex life. The experts tell us that resentment is the one of the biggest killers of libido in women. And one of the biggest libido killers in men is stress. So, you know, keeping an eye on these things, you know. Yeah. When maybe you've asked for the bins to be taken out 15 times and they're still not being taken out. Maybe you're asking for the shoes to be moved or the stuff to be tidied or 
whatever it is, whatever it is that you're having to repeat and repeat and repeat, it starts to make us feel unheard and mm-hmm. unseen and definitely uncelebrated. That's and what right. we want to be in our relationships is seen, heard and celebrated. 100%. Lisa McFarlane, thank you very much for chatting to us. You're very, very welcome. Anytime.